This show is brought to you by the Deluxe Edition Network. Head over to the Den Dot Show for other great podcasts. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Deluxe Edition. We are live here and uh, we're doing things a little different tonight. Bill could not join us, so joining me from the 10 Cent Beer Night podcast, my buddy Ray. What's going on, Casey? How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm having the time of my life. Good, man. So, uh, Ray, you're on the, let's let's just knock the plugs right out of the way. You're on our yeah. network, the Den, the Deluxe Edition Network. Tell everyone mm-hmm. where you can find your show. Uh, you can find the, the 10 Cent Beer Night podcast on Spotify. There you go. Go to Spotify. Make sure you spell it with a K, though, like Medieval Nights. Yes. Because you don't want to end up listening to the other one and going, this right guy isn't very good. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you go to the right one. And on Instagram, I am Raid the Podcaster 3. And I'm also on Facebook. You can come hang out with me there. So that's Wait. that's the that's my plugs. That's all I got. All right. So, like I said, Bill's on vacation, so I'm running the show tonight. We're gonna do things a little different. I see Ray, you're you're drinking a beer there. What are you drinking? Uh I'm drinking a lovely bush light uh in the John Deere cans. So there you uh, go. I, I do want to get uh the dudes Ron from uh Barrel Barrel Aged Flicks. To come on and review cheap ass beers with me, like Bush Light and uh, Paps, you know, put it in a, a fancy uh, red solo cup, maybe swirl it around a little bit, and you know, get his opinion of them. Get fancy with it, yeah, because yeah. I know they they drink a lot of fancy beers, so they he should be able to tell me which one of the cheap ones is the best. Yeah, they drink a lot of fancy stuff on there. Speaking of barrel aged flicks, they are the podcast of the month on uh, the Den Network. So uh, check those guys out. And uh, Bill told me I should do this as a as a my own show, but since <laughs> since Bill isn't here today, we're gonna do things a little different. I'm gonna yeah. I have this. I've never tried this before. And, what you got uh, there? It's, it's called New City Mule. I like I like mm. the Moscow Mules. Okay. So I've been uh, checking these different uh, craft beers out and such. And this is a hard ginger beer with fresh lime that's supposed to taste sort of just like a Moscow mule. So let's crack this open. I have my uh, copper mug oh, here already pre-filled with some ice. Nice. For that. You like the Moscow mules, Ray? I like alcohol. <laughs> it doesn't much matter what yeah, it is. I don't, yeah, I'm not real particular. <laughs> All right. Squeeze a little lime in there. Let's try this. All right, he's lifted the glass to his face and poured some in. So that is really good. Yeah. That yeah, it's not. Yeah, six percent alcohol by volume. Uh. Yeah, that is really good. That tastes a lot like a Moscow Mule. I'm not sure if this is. A beer? It's gluten-free, right? That's all we really need to know, right? <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, um, for those people who are worried about it, all beer is considered organic. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is that a true statement? Oh, that is true. 
Unless they put something weird in it, it's organic. Hops, yeah. barley, rice, water. Yeah, but what if they're not organically growing that, that stuff? Well, yeah. How are you going to prove that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, let's let's get into the show. Uh, Ray, yes. on your show, you do a news segment. I do. It's it's let's, probably my favorite part of my show. Yeah, let's give let's give our listeners a little taste of your show, and why don't you do uh, your news segment? All right, let's Casey, let's do some news. That'll be fun. All right. Okay, so let's start off with uh, Stranger Things. They've got some continuity things that they're not happy with. So in the first season, there's a, a shot of a calendar that shows Will's birthday is March twenty second. But they flubbed it in the later seasons and forgot. So what they're going to do is what they call George Lucasing, where you go back and you just fix it. <laughs> so it now is an official thing that when you go back and fix a, a movie like Star Wars, it's now called George Lucasing. Because he's most famous for going back and changing the explosions and put that third rock over R2-D2 in the cave. But it turns out the Duffer Brothers, this isn't the first time they've done it on the show. What? They've done this multiple times in multiple seasons. Even this season, they've already retconned some stuff and changed it. Nobody actually pays attention to it, because once you watch it, you move on. So, Right. How do you feel about George Lucas messing with the Star Wars movies? So this is new to me. So I read I read the article that you sent me earlier. I didn't know that. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. So he he goes back in. The movie was done in the 70s. Right. He comes back in, realizes that everybody noticed this stuff, and they're pissed off about it. And then he comes in and fixes it years later. Yeah, because out, yeah, the CGI is better. Content. Yeah. Yeah. He, Basically to make more money on new content. It kind of works the opposite, though, because everybody gets pissed off that he did it. And um, they're like, it's a masterpiece. Leave it alone. It didn't need a third rock. Or it didn't need a bigger explosion. He'll go back in and he'll just do silly things like add extra stormtroopers to a scene to make it look bigger. Uh. Like, um, I know they did it to E.T., too, because in the original movie version, um, the agents have guns at the end. And Spielberg went back and took the guns out and put walkie-talkies in their hands. What? Yeah, because he didn't like the idea of them having guns on these kids. So it's not yeah, uncommon for yeah, it's not uncommon for it to happen. I just thought it was weird that Stranger Things. I get fixing the date because they're going to change it to May instead of March because they can make her say that. You know, it's one word syllable thing. Her mouth will move right, and no one will notice. But right. I don't know what these other things they changed are. So basically, if no one has seen it after they've changed it, or if no one has seen it, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like people that haven't seen it already, they're not going to know that it was ever changed. But people that go have already seen it and go back and watch it, they're going to think, why the fuck was that changed? Yeah, I thought, these, I thought they said March before. Yeah, you might get the the Mandela effect going on with that thing. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. All right, let, let's try another one. Uh, let's see, what's the other story I was I sent you? Oh, Megadeth. 
Mr. Dave Mustaine says, I have forgiven David Eliphas, Eliphason, Eliphason? We'll just call him David, the bass player. I hate them tough names to say. That gets me all the time. Um, but he won't play music with him again. And I thought this was kind of weird because this has always been a weird situation. I don't know how how much you know about this. None. <laughs> all right. So last year it came out that uh, he liked to diddle himself uh, on live streams with girls who are like 17, 18 years old. D- David, the bass player. Okay. So it, it put um, it put Mustaine in a tough spot because David helped him start the band back in the 80s. Right. And he's been in and out, in and out. So he had to fire him, brought in a new bass player and stuff. And the, the fans aren't happy because none of us give a crap what this guy did on camera with, you know, himself, basically. Right. He didn't even cheat. He's just doing things on himself while he's talking to her. So. Right. But um, I, what, what caught my attention was, which I forgot, was that David Ellison had sued Dave Mustaine in 2004 for unpaid royalties. Oh. And even though this all happened, he came back to the band again. And Dave, and Dave Mustaine forgave him for it. So I think the whole thing's insane. I just I can't believe that these two have been together basically for, you know, 40 years or whatever. And they still bicker and fight like little kids. And we all know he's coming back to the band at some point. He ain't going to be gone forever. So you think that as a, as a oh, fan, yeah. you think he will be back? Oh, absolutely. He's coming back for round three. Come on. Because, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know, people you've known a long time, you get in these arguments with them and you get mad at them for a while. And then you run into them, and the next thing you know, it's like nothing happened, and you're just hanging right. out, and everything's fine. So Right. Yeah, people forget basically. Well, something I would imagine something this big, though, they're, they're not going to forget as to what it was. That they... <laughs> this one might not blow over so quick, but I think it'll eventually work itself out. I mean, th- that could happen to anybody, you know. Yeah, and what? Every, tell, so tell me about the the allegations. Everything was over the internet, or what? He never met any anyone, or yeah. Well, they accused him of grooming, saying the girl was underage when he first started talking to her on the internet and stuff. And the girl said nothing ever happened until after I was eighteen, and it was all on camera. And her friend's the one who released the video, so technically everything would have been fine. And Unfortunately, Mr. Ellison is married, so right. it kind of gave a bad look. But it's a—he's a rock star, right? And nothing, it my, was, wasn't anything illegal, right? I mean, it was no all everything was yeah. But it's that whole grooming thing that they're talking sure, about sure, now. Sure. And, but um, I like my rock stars a little dirty and on the bad right. side of things. You know, it's like you know when you find out one's not an alcoholic or on drugs, they're just like totally sober. And you're like, what? Yeah. What a waste of a, millions of dollars. You can do anything you want. You can actually get safe drugs. You're not yeah, buying right. them out of the you're not buying it out of the back of a van behind a Kmart. Right. Like it's delivered. Yeah. Is this true? Maybe you know this. Uh Keith Keith uh the dude from the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards? Keith Richards. Is it true that he used to get like after partying all night? Like crazy, would he actually get blood transfusions? Like just complete all new blood? Have you ever heard you that know, story? I've heard that, and I don't know if it's true or not. But 
You know, that's also a waste of good blood with a high alcohol content. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but that's a fucking <laughs> rock star, dude. If that's true, well, that's what I mean, like, there's pictures of like him falling out of trees, and dude's like, I don't even know how old he is now, and he just keeps going and going. That's how you do it. That's a rock star right there. Hell yeah! Have you ever seen that meme with uh, Johnny Cash where he's <laughs> in eating the bushes cake eating the, the cake? Bush? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the funniest memes I've ever seen. It's like you might have been high, but you've never been Johnny Cash eating Johnny Cash eating cake in a bush high. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to you want to stop there, or do you want to do more news? Give me one more. Give me one more news. All right, because we got a lot to get to. You know. I know. I know. I know. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's do. Uh, I want to do the Instagram one. So Instagram has decided that for um, their platform, to prove you're over 18, you have to do three, one of three things, okay? You can upload a photo of your driver's license, which there ain't no way in hell I'm doing that for Instagram. Yeah, they can go away with that one. You can ask three mutual friends to tell them that what your actual age is, and I don't trust my friends enough not to screw it up on purpose. Or they, you can send them a video selfie of you talking into the camera, which they will send to a company in London, and that company will use their program to determine whether you look like you're 18 years old or not. <laughs> is that not the dumbest shit you ever heard? <clears throat> Is there anything, now I'm asking you this, you this, is there anything that you would send your photo, your ID, across the internet to someone? Is there anything that? No, that, no, there is nothing that I'm sending a picture of my goddamn driver's license over the internet. I don't even like giving people my credit card number over the phone. Like, uh, when I went camping a couple weeks ago, and they were like, yeah, you can make a reservation and just give me your credit card number over the phone. I was like, nah, I'll stop up after work. I can totally do that. Yeah, I don't need you yeah, writing that you thing down. Four minutes away? Yeah, I'm just like four minutes from the place. <clears throat> and I'm just like, nah, I'm cool with you not writing it on a piece of paper. And even if you throw it in the trash, I, I don't need that floating around in the garbage. With my name and all the, the codes and everything, I'll pass. So, no, I'm not a fan of any any of these platforms doing this. But uh, it's weird because in France, there's a thing called Ubo, and they already do this with facial recognition. And a place in China, of all things, their platform is called Tencent. Um, they use facial recognition to determine if someone's a minor or not. Hmm. So I really don't know why they give two shits if someone's over 18 or not, because there's no nudity on Instagram. Right, yeah, they, they pulled that not, down immediately. Yeah, not that I can find. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing about that, about the Instagram thing, the, the you said, what, four friends? They can get four friends to verify? <laughs> yeah. You but who, get... Who's to say? I have, I personally, I have like seven Instagram accounts. So like what's to say that they don't, that, this person isn't just doesn't have four accounts that they're. I don't know. It, it really makes no sense. But really, it's like if you're a, a thirteen year old, 
you go to school and you say, hey, I'll do it for you, you do it for me, we all do it for each other, and now we're all 18 and can be on Instagram right. and do whatever we want. Is that the benefit? Like, what is the benefit of it, though? I have no idea. They're trying to make it so that it seems like they give a shit who's on their platform. That's all it is. They're right. catching crap because, I guess, a 13-year-old saw some girl jumping on a trampoline or something. That's, you know, oh who cares? Oh, my God. Who gives a rat's ass what these kids do? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, so uh, that's funny that you said, that you bring that up because just this past week in California, uh, you know, I, we were talking about this right. earlier. I traveled for work, and I was in California, and I was like, I worked all fucking day hot. I was like, fuck this. Weed's legal here. I'm going to order some <laughs> marijuana online on Weed Maps and have it delivered to, directly to my hotel room. And I did that, and the first the first thing they were like, "Could you please send us a picture of your driver's license?" So, so did sure. you? Click the picture of my driver's license. <laughs> Fucking two seconds later, they were. I get a message. Uh, Could you please send us a selfie of you holding your driver's license? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess when in Rome, huh? When in Rome, yeah, man, so, absolutely. Fuck, I, I'll send it to anybody. What are they gonna steal? I got nothing. To steal. Mm, I got no information to steal. That's true. And, and honestly, if I was in a hotel room and I ran out of beer and I had to have it delivered, <laughs> I'd probably take a picture of my social security card for him just to get the beer. <laughs> there you go. And All that, right, Casey, man. that wraps up the news. Very good. So, if you would like uh, more to hear more news segments from Ray, when does your show come out, Ray? When do when do you put your show out? Yeah, I, I like to put them up on uh, Mondays or Tuesdays. So, get your, it's usually uh, it's usually once a week, but sometimes I skip a week depending on how drunk we get on the Sundays. Me and my co-host sure. Rob. So, <laughs> sure. So, get your uh, weekend pop culture news from Ray every Monday or Tuesday when he doesn't get too drunk with uh, his co-host Rob right next door. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, mm -hmm. today we are breaking down the top, as voted, we are breaking down yeah. the top 90s, 80s and 90s cartoons. We uh, we had this bracket here that I did on bracketfights.com. And uh, w would you like me to start at the top, the number <laughs> um, one show, or the lower show? Um. Take your pick, because I think the, I think the fans might have missed out on a couple of cartoons that should have absolutely been on this thing. Well, that's why we brought you in here. Get like, your opinion. Where the hell is Ren and Stimpy? Dude, I don't know. I I had a lot of trouble getting getting a little uh, momentum <laughs> yeah. going on this. Uh... You you know what the stupid part is though? I could have just went on there and put Ren and Stimpy and Transformers. But I assume they would just be on there, so. Yeah. But I, yeah, I left I know, it man. to I left it to everybody else. I'm looking at this list like, huh. Well, one thing some of the some of the top shows that got voted on that that people wanted to be on this list were actually shows that came out in the '60s, like the Flintstones and mm -hmm. the Jetsons. Like they got a lot of airtime in the '80s. They got replayed in the '80s, but they actually they actually came out in the '60s. So yeah. Like, I technically couldn't put those on the list. 
More like, yeah, like uh, Underdog, Hong Kong Fooey. Right. We used, back in the 80s, we used to watch a shit out of that stuff. Right. So, all right, let's, let's all start right. wherever you're going to start. We're going to start with uh, the last one as voted number 16 by our group, the Deluxe Edition. And if, uh, if you would like to join our group, head over to Facebook and uh, just search Deluxe Edition, a classic pop culture podcast. So number 16 was Spider-Man, the animated series. Uh, came out in 1994, ran from November 94 to January of 98. Five seasons. There were 65 episodes. Uh, voices. Some some voices that were in the show that uh, popped out at me were uh, Ed Asner. Uh, there was another one here that I saw. Uh, oh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria mm-hmm. was, a, was a show. And Mark Hamill also did a voice on uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah he was Hobgoblin. Yeah. Which uh, I appreciate that they skipped over Green Goblin at least once and just went to the Hobgoblin because he's also a really cool character. So I like that. Uh, I like that Joe Perry from Aerosmith sang and played the Spider-Man theme song on this thing. That makes it a little more fun. Uh, overall, you know, it's it's good. It's not great, but they got a lot of great voice talent on this thing. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's, a, it's ranked a little lower than I, I think it should be, considering um, the animation's good, the storylines are, you know, it's Spider-Man, it's Peter Parker. Spider powers, you know, it's not nothing we haven't already seen every time they reboot this thing, you know? Right. Let me ask you something about the, did you watch this when it was on? Oh, fuck no, man. I was 94. I was an, I was an adult. You were a lot older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, maybe you know this though, when they do cartoons of comic books, are they pulling directly from the comics or are they rewrite, are they writing new stories um they do pull a lot from the comics but i do know in this case they had a lot of problems with like um there's a lot of things you can't bring over to tv from comic books you can't say kill you can't say death you can't show anybody pointing a gun at a kid there's so many rules so a lot of the like storylines get screwed up because they gotta fix it and since spider-man was geared towards kids they had to really tone down a lot of the, the violence, you know, in these comic books. But yeah, but Spider-Man has never been a big, uh, you know, violent comic book, anyways, in my opinion. So, yeah, I, I never knew that about the in animation. That's is that in, they can't point guns at kids and yeah, I never any, knew that stuff. yeah, any show that is based towards kids, they got all these crazy ass rules that. Like words you can't say, and just things you can't do. Yeah. And I'm assuming back in the '90s, when people actually gave a shit about the kids, that it was a little more harsh than it is today. Because you watch these shows now, and anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, it's insane what's going on in some of these cartoons. It really is. All right, number fifteen, right? Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, Rugrats focuses on a group of toddlers, uh, Tommy, Chucky, Angelica, and the twins, Phil and Lil, and basically just their day-to-day lives. Uh, ran from August 
August 11th, 1991 until August 1st, 2004. Uh, what do you know about Rugrats, Ray? I know that I dislike this show immensely because the right. sound of children's voices when forced out of an adult's mouth just is so fucking annoying. But uh, I also know that uh, the character Tommy Pickles had a toy uh, named Reptar. Reptar? And he looked so much like Godzilla that when the toy line came out, they got sued by the Godzilla people and had to take that thing off the shelves. Really? Yeah. That's a nice little piece of trivia there. Yeah. Yeah, I care more about the trivia about this show than I do the actual show because I thought this yeah. thing so garbagey. And there's a, there's actually a fan theory that um, none of the other kids existed, and the character of uh, Angela, they were just all imaginary and in her head, and she was what? fucking crazy. Yeah, what? it got it got so much traction on the internet that the showrunners actually came out and said, "No, that is absolutely not true." That's how much traction that rumor got. But it's, Isn't uh, that crazy, dude? Yeah. That- a rumor on the internet about a cartoon yeah, that the gets... showrunners had to come out and actually say that that's not true. It's not. It's, yeah. First of all, it's not real. It's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch this one? No. This was this was a little after my time. I was eleven uh, when this came out, ninety one. So uh, mm-hmm. I was probably still watching cartoons at this time, but not not the Rugrats. I remember seeing it on. But uh, not not a show that I watched. Now, I did sample, uh, like like this one, I did sample a little bit of it just to make sure I hated it as much as the last time I saw it on TV. And I absolutely, as soon as I heard the voices, I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Some more notable things about Rugrats. It gained over 20 awards, even though Ray, Ray and I do not like it. <laughs> Uh, 20 awards during its 13-year run, including four daytime Emmys, uh, six Kids' Choice, and its own star on the Walk of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, <clears throat> while while I mention the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I want to bring this up. How do you feel about the Hollywood Walk of Fame? I used to think it was really cool. I did, too. And then I found out that, like, you can, like, buy one. Right, That's and exactly. you have to and you have to maintain it, and when you stop, they just take yours out and sell it to somebody else to come and put theirs in. Yeah, it's like fifty grand. Yeah. You have to come up with a fifty grand, and they have it's like a committee of like eight people that vote on it, and like basically the vote, I guess, is do they have the fifty grand to pay for it or <laughs> Pretty not? Pretty much. Because to me, I I always just assumed it was famous people. That they just wanted to have there. Right. I didn't know there was money being exchanged. I didn't know it had payola involved. Yeah, it's all about the money, Ray. Yeah, it always all is. All about the money. Ruins everything. A uh, quick, couple, couple quick little shout-outs here. Uh, we're getting some comments. Uh, Kyle from The Return of the Living Flat over on The Den says, Hey, uh, hey Casey and Ray. What's up, Kyle? What's and up? then our friend uh, Stevie... McQueen from over in the, I believe he's in the UK. So, all right. Let's see what's up next. Ray. Number 14, DuckTales. Ah, uh, DuckTales. The original, 
the original cartoon series premiered on syndication and on Disney Channel September 18th, 1987, and ran for a total of 100 episodes over four seasons. Uh, final episode was November 28th, 1990. It was based on Uncle Scrooge and other Duck Universe comic books created by Carl, Carl Barks. Uh, follows Scrooge McDuck and his three grandnephews, Huey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, this this uh, this was a good show. I like DuckTales. Yeah, I got to say, I watched. yeah, even though I was like 15 when this came out, I still enjoy this one because Donald Duck's always funny. Yeah. Scrooge is such a dick. He's always funny. And the three nephews, amazing. So yeah, this, uh, who, the voice acting, the, too. Who was the guy with the shovel here in the middle, right? Do you remember? He was he was the pilot. Uh, the, the I can't pilot. remember his name. I can't remember his name either. But, um, uh, yeah, he was. I remember him. He was a good character. But yeah, the, that was a good show. The animation's fantastic. Like, yeah. that's high-budget animation. That's not yeah. some shitty 60s, you know, using the same shots over and over again like the Flintstones where they're walking past stuff. Uh, this was a really well-made show. Yeah. And uh, I rewatched this one like I did all these, you know, just a quick little check-in. And this was still funny. I still yeah. was entertained by this. Yeah, this actually, uh, in February 2015, Disney announced the revival of this show. And uh, the reboot started August 12th, 2017, and concluded uh, last year, March 15th of 2021. So got two runs. And then there was also a bunch of uh, spinoff shows uh, that came with this. uh, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. There was Tailspin. And then uh, there was another show called Darkwing Duck. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, all right. Next up in the lineup, Ray. Number 13. <laughs> the Bugs, Bunny, and Tweety Show. Yeah. Uh, the cast of Bugs. Uh, it was the cast of Looney Tunes. Um. It was just basically an anthology of fun classic cartoons featuring most of the cast. They were edited to take out characters whose inclusion was deemed insensitive to certain groups, such as Speedy Gonzalez. That's uh, that's ridiculous. He's beloved. I don't know how you take out a beloved character like that just because he's a stereotype. Like, Elmer Fudd's a stereotype, too. Right. You don't, you don't see him gone. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how do, is... you, how do you think the people, the, the people who loved... Speedy Gonzalez, his people. Like, how do you think they feel about that, taking a... Like, uh, I think they're upset. I really do. I would be. Just like, um, I know a lot of fat white dudes who go hunting that don't <laughs> act like Elmer Fudd. They're not upset about that character. Everybody laughs. <laughs> uh, this one's just basically Bugs Bunny. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a good time. Once again, animation's always good. I don't like they're heavily edited for TV for, for when they re-released them. They started editing out all kinds of things like, you know, God forbid you see Bugs Bunny stick his finger in the end of a gun so that it blows up in Elmer's face. Right. Because what kid in his right mind is going to stick his finger in the barrel of a gun and try and, you know, blow the attacker up with it? Like, nobody's that stupid. Well, 
Uh, all right, maybe they are, but really, is that a bad thing if they blow themselves up? I mean, yeah. I mean, let's let's get this straight. Anyone who's thinking <laughs> their gun in the end of the fucking their finger in the end of a gun, maybe just let it go. It's 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 one of those things that needs to be done. You know, the sacrifice is made for all the rest of the dumb people to see it on the internet so that they know not to do it. Right. Like, when we were kids, it was, like, passed around on the playground. You know, I got this cousin who knows a kid stuck his finger in a gun, and guess what? Bullet didn't come out the back end. Blew his whole arm off. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we knew. That's exactly how it went down. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. What do we got this next? next one, <laughs> this next one, Ray. I'm, I was not familiar with this one. Number 12. Hmm. Mask. Yeah, Mask uh, is the generic G.I. Joe. The, Fr- the French-American G.I. Joe, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, it stood for Mobile Armored Strike Command, and command was with a K. Yeah, which immediately uh, gets a strike. It immediately gets a strike for not being smart enough to come up with a way to use a K rather than say command. You know, you, all right, right, you got all right, you got a strike already. All right, let's let's go, Casey. What's what's the next strike they get? <laughs> the next strike they get is. Uh, I don't know. I never heard of this show, so that's a strike. I mean, they they obviously didn't do. So- I was five at the time this came out, nineteen eighty five. So like, I should have. I knew about GI Joe. GI Joe was like my show. Oh, GI Joe was kicking this one's butt all across the board. Uh, this show was not very good. Generic character names like Matt Tracker and Miles <laughs> Mayhem. Um, you know that the bad guys were Venom. Vicious yeah. evil network of mayhem. The hell is going on with that? Everybody's got to have an acronym now. That's a pretty good one, though. <laughs> it's not bad, but come on. At least uh, they use the right letters for every word. Well, you know what? Maybe I should have just rooted for the bad guys, and I would have liked to show a lot more because at least they can spell. Yeah. Be- um. Not bad. Go ahead. Not bad. Yeah, so the Venom Venom's primary goal was just obtaining money through robbery, extortion, counterfeiting, kidnapping, and attempting to steal historical facts. Uh, but Mask always found a, a way to foil their plans. Yeah, their theme song sucked. Uh, the only the only thing I'll give this show credit for is it's the first series to ever run a closed caption. Oh, okay. So at least. People could read it and go, that sounds just as dumb when I read it to myself as when they say it. So, Were they also trying to the, the uh, message go off of Transformers? No. It, uh, no. They drove trucks and their mask gave them powers. But as gotcha. you can clearly see, those are fucking helmets. Yeah. Okay? They're not masks, they're helmets. The show should have been called Helmet, but they probably weren't smart enough to figure out an acronym for Helmet. Boy, that, that acronym is way too long. We can't come up with that. <laughs> yeah, Mask, that's one I've never heard of. So were, were like the Mask toys the toys that you would find in like the dollar store? <laughs> it should have been. I don't think they sold very well. Like the generic, you know those, remember well, those keep generic mind, toys? 
Yeah, when you were a kid, when you went to the store, you know, the G.I. Joe, Star Wars, you know, Transformers, they dominated those toy aisles. Yeah. So Mask never stood a chance. They right. weren't getting into that aisle. So, yeah, they were probably in the bin at the end, and they probably, all the employees just opened it up and dumped the characters into the bin, and they were like, yeah, five for a buck or whatever. And You don't even know who they are because they're all open already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ray, moving on. Number 11, Batman, the animated series. Uh, yeah. this was a really this was a really good show. I thought this would have been higher on the uh, on the list. Um, originally aired on Fox Kids from September 5th, 1992 to September 15th, 1995 with a total of 85 episodes. Uh, for the for the final twenty episodes, the series was given the on screen titles of the Adventures of Batman Robin, and which was also used then for the reruns of earlier episodes. Uh, voices of Kevin Conroy, he did Batman, and then uh, uh, Mark Hamill was also in this one, famously known uh, for the Joker. Uh, fucking, he he did. He's one of the best Joker voices ever. Yeah, this is uh, like his big uh comeback thing like he nails the joker yeah absolutely and um this is what made this show is what made harley quinn a beloved cosplay thing yeah like well, this is this, this is the moment when everybody was like oh harley quinn fantastic well yeah bill told me this i didn't realize this 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 was where harley harley quinn got invented right this is the version that we all know of her, this is where it comes from. Yeah. There are, I think there were other versions of her, but they were brief or just not quite the same. She was like a psychologist or whatever. Okay. She may have existed, but this is the first time where they took her and did something different. And it's the first time you're watching a cartoon going, you know what? That's kind of a woman that I'd be attracted to. She's insane. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, and I don't know why, because she's a bag person, every little girl is wearing these costumes at Halloween, and I'm like, yeah. this is this is kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird that uh, little kids are wearing these costumes. Right. Yeah, it's not so bad when uh, Margot, Margot Robbie's wearing it, but... Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But when you got an eight-year-old that, you know, trick-or-treating <laughs> the neighborhood in the same outfit that says, Daddy's Little Monster, it's like... <laughs> It's a little strange. You're, you're ruining, you're ruining this whole concept. You know, can't you be a, a Pokemon or something? Just <laughs> let it go. Uh, theme song by Danny Elfman, really good. Uh, once again, this has the animation is fantastic on that show. Storylines are good. That one actually is ranked a lot lower, like you said. This one's ranked a lot lower than I thought it would be. Yeah. Uh, IGN.com listed Batman the Animated Series as the best adaptation of Batman anywhere outside of the comics. Uh, it's the best comic book television movie. Yeah. The best comic book television show of all time and the second best animated series of all time. Uh, it, TV Guide ranked it the seventh greatest cartoon of all time. And uh, it led to four Emmy Awards, including the Outstanding Animated Program. 
which is crazy because it only ran two seasons. Yeah. To to be five episodes. Yeah, to have that high of, of accolades, you'd say, oh, how many seasons does it have? 25, 30? Right. Nope, two. <laughs> right. <laughs> the hell's going on with these things? Yeah, and like when, when I think of an anim, when I think of the animated, like those are the only voices of animated Batman characters that I know Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah, I remember them from the, the old uh, Justice League stuff, you know, the. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of vaguely remember those, but it isn't until these guys really upped the game and made them sound really cool and different. Because right. the other one, you couldn't tell Batman from Aquaman from Superman, really, because they all just did the same voice. Right. It was just like uh, the typical dad voice from the 60s and 70s. Like, oh no, someone's doing something bad, I better go stop them. Right. That was it. They all just said the same things. And then Aquaman yeah. was like, well, I can't help you, so I'll just sit here in the, the hall and do nothing. <laughs> all right, Ray. Right, what's along. next? Number 10. We are at Gem. Remember this one? I, uh, n- I never saw this until, <laughs> honestly, I've heard of it, but I never watched it until it made the list. See, I thought you were going to be, I thought you would have been a fan of this one. Jim, these, these were rockers. These were your kind of people. Look, man, I don't like uh, chick cartoons. <laughs> and this one just, it's basically like about a girl who gets uh, auto-tuned for her birthday and becomes a rock star. Yeah. Like, I don't get this show at all. I watched some of it, and there was like this, this group of bad girls. And they were so fucking bad that they stole a bulldozer. And started running shit over, and I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. These are high school kids? Or are they adults? What What is going on? And, like, the one girl, she's trying to help the dude out of the lake and falls down in front of the bulldozer, and I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Forget this shit. I remember and, and this show. The theme song is fucking horrible. Is it? Oh, man, you should have listened to it again. It's bad. I remember this show, I remember this show <laughs> being on. It was, uh, let's see, 1985 through 1988, and it was The Adventures of a Music Company Owner Who Used a Holographic Computer to Live a Secret Life as a Rock Star. Yes. Uh, let's see. Jerrica Benton runs Starlight Music, but she's also the pink-haired leader, lead singer of Gem and the Holograms. Uh, a pop music girl group with really big do's and funky fashions that only the 80s could dream up. Uh, three seasons, number of episodes I don't have written down. 65. Uh, 65 Six, episodes. 65, yeah. um, so it was a joint collaboration between Hasbro, Sunbow Productions, and Marvel, uh, which was the same team responsible for G.I. Joe and the Transformer. So. Yes, this was uh, these were dolls before it was a show. This was basically oh, really? a cash grab. Um, it was just the same thing they did with Transformers and GI Joe. They started making the toys first, and said, "All right, write a show with this shit." So they made these girl dolls, and they were like, "They're a rock band," and um, they were actually really mad because then Barbie made a rock band version of her. I remember that. And uh, the biggest problem that their product had was is. On the shelves in a toy store, the box has to be a certain size. A Barbie box, I believe, is like 13 and a half inches. 
these stupid boxes were like 14 and a half. So they couldn't fit them on the fucking shelves in the same pattern. So they never put them on the shelves. Oh, my God. So, I mean, they they couldn't make their box an inch smaller. Like, were they worried the Barbie company is going to sue them for using the same box? Stupid. Just you know what stupid. we should do? You know what we should do? Let's make these one <laughs> inch bigger to so make the, them really stand out. Yeah, the kids will think they're getting more doll for their money. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Like, you, you don't have one marketing guy in there that could go, hey, this box isn't the right size. Like, every other toy store in the country with dolls makes them the same size. It's like a, it's like a Spinal Tap moment when the, the other guy goes, yes, but these are these are one inch bigger. They go to 14. And the other guy's just looking at him like, yeah, but why can't 13 be good? Why can't we just make 13 as good as 14 and stay there? You know, so... I didn't like this show. I know my co-host Rob actually loves this show, but that's because he has an older sister. So I think he got brainwashed into watching this instead of something good. He had to have. That's yeah. the only explanation. So I think maybe Saturday I'm going to sit him down and make him watch his whole series again <laughs> and be like, all right, now what do you think of it as an adult? And then he's going to be like, I'm calling my sister right now. This is This is stupid. Make sure you let us know how that goes on the next uh, 10 Cent Beer Night. I will. All right. All right, Ray. Number Boy, there's nine, a lot of these. Dude, there's a lot of these left. <laughs> we're we're a little close to halfway through. Almost, right. We're almost halfway through. We got, right. uh, let's see, if we're keeping Bill's schedule, we have eight, <laughs> 15 minutes left. We're good. We got plenty of time. All right. Number All right. nine, Thundercats. Uh, Thundercats. Thundercats follows the adventures of a group of cat-like humanoid aliens from the planet Thundera. Uh, when the dying planet meets its end, the group known as Thundercats is forced to flee its homeland. Um, while leaving their, while leaving in their Thunder fleet, the Thundercats are attacked by the mutants of Plundar, uh, who attacked most of their starships. The damage means they cannot reach their intended destination, so they end up on Third Earth. Uh, first episode date January twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Number of seasons four. Number of episodes one hundred and thirty. <laughs> this is all right, show. It's not great. It's not bad. Uh, the names are so generic. You know, yeah. Lion O, <laughs> Panthro. Just, just reading through that, the the homeland <laughs> of Klondar. Yes. And the bad guy's name is Mumra, and I, I, his dog's name was like uh, Mumut. Like they're just shitty names. But was here's this the show. Was this the show where, or was this <laughs> maybe that was He Man where, where they snarf? This is yeah. This is snarf. This, this snarf? is snarf. Yeah, and like the humans, they're like uh, Safari Joe, who's dressed up in the big game hunting outfit, and it's like. Uh, the hell is this safari joe is he gonna show me animals and let me pet him what the fuck is going on here but uh the, the here I, i'm gonna say one thing about this show and then we're fucking moving on between uh 1985 and 1989 there were 87 parents who named their daughters chitara come on 
87 children had to go through life named Chitara because of this piece of shit show. No, not not go through life. They're 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 still going here. through life. Yeah, they're still here with us. Hopefully, how many were there? Eighty five. Eighty seven. Eighty seven. Dude. Eighty seven parents have... thought that was the name. <laughs> the goal for this episode, our listeners, we are going to track down <laughs> a Chitara. Seven Chitaras. <laughs> And have them on the podcast. <laughs> and, and ask them how they feel about it. <laughs> talk to them about their life living as a Thundercat. Let's see. I'm going to go with 27 meth heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to know. Maybe the others work in animation. Who knows? Oh, my God. I wish you wouldn't have told me that because now I have a lot of research to do. <laughs> All right, halfway through, Ray. Number eight. <laughs> oh my God. Number eight. Right. Garfield and Friends. Uh, this was a good show. I, I really yeah. like this show. September seventeenth, nineteen eighty-eight, through uh, December tenth, nineteen ninety-four. Uh, obviously based on the comic strip by Jim Davis. It ran on CBS Saturday mornings. Seven series, uh, in addition to the segments featuring Garfield, the series also included segments featuring U.S. Acres, uh, another strip by Davis. Um, just just basically a bunch of different little vignettes, right? Yeah, it's basically just a cat who hates Mondays and lasagnas, and he's got a bunch of barnyard friends. And uh, This is one of those that's just fun. The, the, the poor owner got this cat. You know how cat owners are. The cat just push them around, and it's typical. It makes perfect sense. Uh, I love the fact that Lorenzo Music does the voice for Garfield, and he did Venkman in the real Ghostbusters, but Bill Murray did Garfield in the movie. So yeah, in the movie, it's a, yeah. it's a nice tie-in there. Yeah. But uh, this show's fantastic. I love this one. Yeah. I really like this one, too. And uh, bringing up the real Ghostbusters, uh, number seven on our list, the Mm -hmm. real Ghostbusters. Uh, A spinoff slash sequel of the 1984 comedy, uh, The Ghostbusters, ran from September 13th, 1986 until October 5th, 1991, produced by Columbia Pictures and DIC Enterprises, uh, distributed, which I thought this was uh, interesting, distributed by Coca-Cola Telecommunications. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, there was a time when Coca-Cola decided that they were going to do other things and do just pop. And they just, they had a few successes here and there, but they made a lot of bad decisions too. So that's why they're not doing it anymore. Like, this was a good idea, but some of the other ones were not good ideas. Vengeance is here. Vengeance Productions. Hello, Vengeance. Welcome. Good to have you. Uh, Some voices on this show, Ray. Lorenzo Music, you said? Yep, Uh, yep. He he was also uh, joined by Arsenio Hall, Dave Collier. You know what the great part about Arsenio Hall playing Winston is? Go ahead. Ernie Hudson auditioned for that role and lost out to him. Shut up. Swear to God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> How is That's that even possible? Right. I'm sorry, but you don't sound enough like Winston. <laughs> I am Winston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
uh, Buster Jones and uh, Jeff Altman were also on there. Uh, the series just continues the adventure of the paranormal investigators uh, from the movie. It was a direct sequel to the movie. Did you know that? Yeah, I actually like this one. This one's fun. The animation's garbage as far as, like, you know, trying to up the game. But I think it was intentional to look that way. And uh, it's a lot of fun. This is just a fun little show. And, it, you know, it's similar to, like, a, a Scooby-Doo. Things happen. They do stuff. There's funny things. There's exciting things. There's scary things. And at the end, everything works out. So yeah. I like this one. Yeah, this uh, was a good show. I remember I had, as a kid, I had all these toys, all the Ghostbusters toys. Nice. They're probably still up where my dad lives, up on the side of the hill, because I used to take, uh, like, rockets, model rockets, and I would put them in the car and make ramps and blow them up and all kinds <laughs> of shit. Probably worth so much money, and they're just all buried yeah. in a fucking mound of dirt somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. <clears throat> Number six, Ray. Mm-hmm. He-Man. He-Man should be a lot higher than six. Yeah, well, we're this, getting up there. We're getting up there. But once again, this is another one where the action figures came first. Uh, Mattel designed all the early characters like Skeletor and He-Man first. And then made a cartoon. So I, I like that concept. That. Yeah, I love that concept. Um, yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. So this this show ran from uh, September fifth, nineteen eighty three, until September twenty. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, in the in the UK, it started September fifth, nineteen eighty three. In the United States, it started September twenty sixth, and ran until uh, November twenty first, nineteen eighty five. Uh, two seasons of sixty five episodes each. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. That's a, that's a lot. Uh, towards the end of the show's original run, it sp- spawned one feature-length theatrical movie, He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword, which served as the introduction for the show's spinoff uh, literal sister series, She-Ra, The Princess of Power. Um, was this was this the movie with Dolph Lundgren, He-Man? Uh, no, that's, uh, no, that's just called uh, Masters of the Universe, He-Man, whatever. Um that's a canon film, I believe. Uh, so that had they, nothing to do with... Well, here's the problem. They couldn't afford to build the sets. So they just moved it to New York. So it, basically, He-Man takes place in like New York or whatever because they just didn't have the money to make the sets. So they were forced to just do that. So it's really not connected to the whole brand but I will, I will tell you this, man. There is not a tagline better than "By the Power of Grayskull," man. Yeah, a... How many times did you say that as a kid? A lot. Yeah, this was another line of uh, toys that I had that are buried somewhere in a mound of dirt. I had yes. every He-Man, or sold at a yard sale somewhere by my parents when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, there is. This... There's one toy in particular that they made called the Bashasaurus. Okay. That the creator of this show originally wanted to call the Ball Buster. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're not making a toy called the Ball Buster. Come on, man. They weren't allowed to do that? No, they boycotted the guy who created the show and said, I, I understand what you're talking about, you know, Ball Buster, but it's not a good look. We're going to go with the Bashasaurus. 
Uh, let's see. The franchise has been adapted many times in uh, comic book and comic strip form. Uh, the live-action film was made in 1987. Uh, a rebooted series, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, was renamed Masters of the Universe versus the Snake Men during the second season, was released in 2002. Uh, there were there was a continuation to that series released in 2021 for Netflix, and it was uh, one one is an animated CGI revival. I haven't I haven't seen that. Have you seen that yet? No. I think Kevin Smith had something to do with that. Well, Kevin Smith, yeah he he did do this this jacked up version of He Man where he lied, and it's really just about the chicks being the superpowers mm. you know i love kevin smith but he really dropped the ball with he-man um i don't need he-man to be woke right like he's a fucking dude wearing a loincloth <clears throat> with giant muscles like let's keep this thing simple he fights well, a purple the- man with a skull face right. <laughs> let's just let's keep it easy going let's let's just flow with this let's i don't need to know you know, tragic backstories of characters and stuff. And Well, the thing with that is he had, there was She-Ra. Yeah. So, like, why not, if you want to do, why not just make She-Ra if you want to do, why or, uh, turn Tila. Into... Tila is the character's name. Tila? She-Ra, She-Ra's from, uh, what the fuck is she from? Tila's from He-Man. Okay, I'm sorry. She's like the, the redhead that also, for some reason, doesn't wear enough clothes. Well, it says here that the that the reason I said that was the it spawned one feature length theatrical movie, He Man and She-Ra. Huh? Who so the fuck is She-Ra? She-Ra? She was the. It says she was the literal spinoff sister series, She-Ra, hmm. the Princess of Power. No shit. Huh. Well, you know, I'm gonna get a lot of toxic male for this but if it's about girls i generally in this cartoon i don't i don't really watch it <laughs> sorry i'm just old and stupid and i don't know things so um but this show had great characters you know like skeletor he-man trap jaw like they they trap really jaw. did a great a... job of making characters that you wanted to own like right. i bugged like i was 11 when this came out and i bugged them fuck out of my mom to buy me these things and right. then when she wouldn't i shoplifted them <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome you're not a shoplifter right don't tell it all right number five right yeah gi joe this First show one. is amazing yeah, this was the one. This was my show when I was a kid. Ran uh, 1983, uh, September 12th, 1983, through my birthday, November 20th, 1986. Uh, narrated by Jackson Beck. Uh, let's see. Just tells the saga of a fearless, globe-trotting special missions force called G.I. Joe, which works to combat Cobra, an organization with... An evil commander bent on world domination. Some of the best action figures in the business right here. Yeah. You can start with, with Duke and Gung-Ho and Snake Eyes and Destro or, or Cobra Commander. And, like, the shit they said on this show, like, I, when I was looking at it today, Duke's in a plane 
And, you know, this guy does whatever he just does whatever he wants. But he's in a fighter plane, and he's like, there's nothing better than a cobra in your sights. And I'm like, yeah, that's a kid show from the 80s right there. <laughs> Sensors be damned. Hell, yeah. This was another. So I learned a lot on this episode. This this one I did know. This was this was made after the action figures, correct? Yep. Yep. This is this is the, the you can see the pattern starting to form for the for Hasbro. Right. Do you do you know which which was the first show to do that? Uh man, it's got to be either GI Joe or it might be GI Joe. Cuz GI Joe figures were made in the 60s and 70s, the original. Yeah. Right? Oh, my original. buddy had one of them gigantic ones that was his yeah. older brother. That thing was cool as shit. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the the big ones. Yeah, yeah. This that, show, that a... dude, this show's fantastic. Yeah. And you got that message at the end, right? And there's not a person alive that doesn't say, "And knowing is half the battle," even if they don't even know where it comes from. Right. It's like me talking about glizzy gladiators. I picked it up at work one day, and, and now I, I know what it means now. But when they were talking about it, I didn't know what that fucking Glizzy Gladiator was. Can you explain to the audience? What All right. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> at some point, and I don't know why, hot dogs are now called Glizzies. Okay? And someone who takes a gigantic bite out of a hot dog is now considered a Glizzy Gladiator. <laughs> So, so if you want to impress your kids and your coworkers, you know, bring some hot dogs to work, and at lunchtime, just take a gigantic bite and go, "I am such a glizzy gladiator," and see if the if the youngins around you are like, "How do they even know that?" Well, I think hot dog stands need to start. They should. There should be a glizzy on the menu. They should. They should start taking advantage of this. Because it Absolutely. won't be I'm telling you right now, it won't be long before you see it. Right. <laughs> Where are we at? We're still on G.I. Joe. I wanted to talk right. about G.I. Joe yes. a little more. So the the toys started first, then the then the cartoon. Uh it also actually it was a it was commercials that started. Mm-hmm. There were three commercials for the toys. That started in 1983, and uh, that was that led to the production of a five-part miniseries. Um, then there was a movie, 1987, an, a full-length movie. Uh, then the movie follows up the part, the events of season two, because they were only signed until season two, and then they got signed for more. Uh, there, there's been a ton of different. Uh, I'm not gonna. Re- I have a ton of notes here, but there's been a, there's been a ton of different movies, like live yeah. action movies, and you know they're still making they're still making the uh, toys and episodes to this day, I believe. Oh yeah, and one of the uh, the reasons I got sucked into this show was in the second season they brought in Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, and at that time I was a big wrestling fan. Hell yeah. and, and all of a sudden Sergeant Slaughter's on this show, and I'm like, oh my god, the two best things just combined together. It was it was amazing. I was just talking about this with my dad a few weeks ago. My dad, who was in the United States Marine Corps, 
How was Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> never brought to charges for impersonating a, a person in the... He still, to this day, goes around and portrays mm-hmm. a United States Marine Corps uh, staff sergeant. That, he was uh, never in... That is a crime. I don't know if most people realize that if you impersonate a, a military um, personnel, that's a crime in America. Yes. Like, if you go to Subway and you've got the gear on just to try and get free food, and they say, like, thank you for your service, the food's on us, and you take it, that's a fucking crime in this country. Illegal. And a veteran should jump on you and punch you. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Sarge. Yeah, well, but I think that falls under fair use of parody. Okay. Because he's playing a character, not doing it. it was... Yeah, I mean, if he if he does go to Subway and get free food, and he's like, <laughs> and takes the free food, then it is a crime. But as long as he only does it in the ring or for show purposes, I think he's okay. All right, all right. Because, I mean, One... technically, technically, if we were going to dress up like army people and do a skit on the show right now, we could do that. Yeah. And I would hope people didn't think we were in the army. Just because we're wearing costumes on a show, but I don't know. Once again, stick your finger in a gun, see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> His arm blew off. <laughs> His fucking arm blew off. <laughs> uh, one cool thing about Sergeant Slaughter is, like, when you go to a Comic-Con that he's at, for, like, 40 bucks, he'll put you in the Cobra Clutch. Oh, and oh, you can get your picture... <laughs> Nice. Pretty cool. All right, number four, Ray. We're yeah. up to number four. Mm-hmm. The Smurfs. Yeah. Uh, led led by 543-year-old <laughs> Papa Smurf, life is seemingly perfect for the three the three apple foot no, the three <laughs> apple tall blue pals living in Smurf Village, except for the times that they must battle the evil wizard Gargamel and his nasty cat Azriel. Are you a fan of uh, the Smurfs? Uh, I'm a fan of Gargamel and Azriel, and I always wanted them to get these goddamn Lestrons and tear them apart. I just, it's such a dumb concept. It, it, they remind me of them uh, things you put in, that you order out of a magazine in the back. The the stupid uh, sh- the shrimp that you buy. I mean, it's just a dumb concept. It's, all right, we, what are we going to call them? Handy. Great. Next. Grumpy. Okay, good. And I'm like, the only two characters that are worth a shot on this whole show is Gargamel and Azrael. They're the only interesting characters to me. And I felt bad for them every time I watched it. I was like, yeah, you get them next week. It's eventually, basically like the... It's basically like the dwarf, the dwarfs, the seven dwarfs, right? They're yeah. all named after what they do. Yeah. Uh, but this is, this is, I mean, this is like what a cartoon, like when you think of... <laughs> Like they're they're not real, you know. They're right. big characters. It's fantasy. But um, how would you like that? You'd be weedy Smurf, and I'd be drunky Smurf. That wouldn't <laughs> be fun. <laughs> no one, no one would want to help us do anything in the village. Smoky, <laughs> smoky Smurf. <laughs> I'd take it. I'd do it. <laughs> well, yeah, our I lives would be super easy. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, this ran from uh, September 12th, 1981 until December 2nd, 1989. Uh, yeah, this was a, a long-running 
show. The first Smurf appeared in Johan and Piwit, uh, October 23rd, 1958, in the album La Flute et Six Schrumpthoofs. Yes. Which was the Six Smurfed Flute. Uh, I guess that was just a, uh, a comic strip at the time. Yeah. So the Smurfs have been around for a long time, but uh, didn't get into animated form on television until the 1981. Yes, and uh, the theme song went to number one in 16 different countries. Really? Oh, yeah. That dumb la, 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 la. That actually went to number one in 16 different countries. Holy shit, dude. That's insanity right there. That is crazy. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. Top three. Yes. Here we go. Uh, number three. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First mm-hmm. episode, 1987. December 14th, 1987. Ran for 10 seasons, 193 episodes. Uh, some voices. Cam Clark, Barry Gordon, Rob Paulson, Peter Renaday. Uh, it was set in New York City. The series follows the adventures of the Ninja Turtles and their allies as they battle the Shredder, Krang, and numerous other villains and criminals. Uh, the property was changed considerably from the darker toned comics to make it more suitable for children and family. Yes. The comic books, they were black and white. They were gorgeous. Yeah. Loved the Ninja Turtle comic books. I actually love this show, though, too. It's done very well. I love the fact that it's like a sub thing of uh, Daredevil, where they fight the the foot instead of the hand. They have Master Splinter instead of the Master Stick. Like there's all these the toxic goo that they both get, and this is all from Eastman and Laird talking about it. Um, love the Ninja Turtles. I remember my me and my buddy. This is a funny thing. We went to see the the first movie, and we didn't realize they're going to make it silly like the the show. Mm-hmm. we thought it was going to be more like the comic books. So we get to the theater, and it's like 1990 or whatever it was, and we're metalheads, we got leather jackets, and we're just surrounded by children. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then the movie started, and I'm like, it's not bad, but, man, I really wanted the darker you know, side of this, but I'll take it. Screw it. I'll laugh along all these kids. It's like a daycare center. It's crazy. Yeah, has that ever has that ever been done? Has there ever been a darker film made based on the comic books? I don't think so. And like those those comic books are amazing. Yeah. Those those first ones in black and white, that they're beautiful. They're beautifully drawn. But uh, this show is actually a lot of fun. Rocksteady, Bebop, Crank. Yeah. Um, you know, I was like 15 when this came out. This is this is one of the cartoons that I did watch. Because it yeah. was so well done. What was the guy? Was Krang the brain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember, brain I remember it. all the toys. I don't remember the cartoon as much as the toys. Because uh, my cousins, I remember my cousins all had the toys. They were a little bit younger than I was. Yeah. they. Uh, the toys were fantastic. The show was fantastic. It's, it's just good humor. And yeah. a lot of action. Um so I can see why this one ranks so high with the listeners, because this is a fantastic show. Yeah. Unfortunately, we got juggernauts coming up. <laughs> yeah. All right, last two. Yeah. Number two, Family Guy. 
sick, twisted, and politically in- incorrect. Uh, the animated series features the Griffin family, uh, endearingly ignorant Peter and stay-at-home wife Lois reside in Quahog, Rhode Island, Three Kigs, Meg, Chris, and uh, Stewie, and they also have a talking dog named Brian. First episode was January 31st, 1999, created by Seth MacFarlane. Uh, features the voices of McFarlane, Alex Borstein, Seth Green, Mila Kunis, Mike Henry, Arif Sahir, and Patrick Waterburn. Um, this is the only show, Ray, that I know, and maybe you will be able to correct me here if I'm wrong. This is the only show that I know of that was canceled and brought back years later. Yeah, due to uh, the fans uh, petitioning. Right. <clears throat> Which is almost impossible to do. Like, uh, Firefly tried it. Never happened. Uh, this show, it, it got brought back. And the reason that uh, American Dad even exists is because this got canceled. Yeah. Oh, because, oh, because this got canceled. Because he thought this wasn't going to come back. I'll do American Dad. I'll move on. And then this came back. And that's how you ended up with the two shows. Ah. Yeah. I also like that um, Chris's voice, which is done by uh, Seth Green, was inspired by Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that that's either. I think that's just stupid, silly. Like <laughs> that's who he's based off of. And the other fun fact about Chris is is that um, you know how on the show they they always make fun of Robot Chicken. Yeah. Um, and then Chris gets really upset. That's because Seth Green's the creator of Robot Chicken. <laughs> like. That's it's such a cool tie-in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And, yeah, Family uh, Guy is a great show. They, they yeah. get away with they get away with so much stuff that it's just unbelievable as to how they get away with the things that they do. Yeah, they push the boundaries about as far as they can, and I would love to know what they tried to do and couldn't get on air because they get things on the air that nobody else could. Yeah. Like, yeah. it reminds me of, like, uh, Married with Children, you know, pushing the boundaries of just what's acceptable. Right. This is 20 seasons this thing's on. Like, it's ridiculous how long this thing's been on now, and it's still funny. Yeah. Like, you'll be scrolling through Facebook, and you'll see the reels, and there's always a, a family guy thing in there, and you poke it, and you're like, all right, let me see what it is. And you just laugh, because it's so goddamn silly. <laughs> Do you know how long it was off the air? That's that's what I don't have written down. I don't think it was more than a year because it was back pretty quick. Okay. Like fans got really mad, yeah. and that's that's a scary thing for like a set for Seth MacFarlane because you know is someone going to hurt him over a comedy uh, right. you know, show? Like you took my favorite thing away from me. And I started a petition, and it has 100,000 signatures. And if you don't get this thing going again, I'm going to come to your house, and things are going to happen. Like what? Like you're going to cook me dinner? Oh, no. That is not what I'm coming to your house for. And Seth is like, fuck. Can I do it some is- maybe – can I maybe can I do some impressions for you? Like I could do, you know, Brian the dog because that's actually his real voice, if you ever noticed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Ray. That show's fantastic. Number one. 
We made it. Number one, and we're not going to go through the bracket because that this was, I mean, this this ended up being the number one show for the bracket. No one, not one person got the bracket exactly right, and that, those are <laughs> No the, one ever does. Those are the, sorry, those are the rules, dude. You got to get it exactly right. I'll keep adding, I promise, I'll keep adding to the prize, but yes. it has to be exactly right. Uh, number one. The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, first episode date, December 17th, 1989. Created by Matt Groening. Voices of Dan Castellaneta, Julie Kavnar, Nancy Cartwright, Yardley Smith, Hank Azaria, and Harry Shear. Uh, writers, Matt Groening. Basically the same people. Conan O'Brien, Sam Simon, mm-hmm. Simon and uh, Al Jean. Amazing show. Keeps rocking still to this day. Yeah. What more can you say? It's a fucking great show. uh, Treehouse of Terror. I mean, just this thing is so far apart from everything else. It just it just keeps going and going and going. And they do take you know taking Apu away. I was mad, but still good. Yeah. Uh, But like like I said, Treehouse of Terror. When you watch those, they they really up the bar with like uh, Monkey Paw. And uh, I know what you diddly did. Do last summer or whatever it was, but they're just so funny. And I do like that they never aged them; they kept them exactly yeah. the same for, you know, what are we at? Thirty-three years or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Thirty-three years. Bart's been in grade school. Yep. That's like Groundhog's Day right there, because he just never figured it out how to get out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, multiple. I mean. Any celebrity, you know, you're trying. This is like a show that you want to get your voice on, also, right? Like, this oh yeah, is, they've had multiple celebrity guests over the years. You know, it's... Yeah, and uh, I also I, I just looked this up because I thought it was weird. Like the the longest running showrunner was Al Jean, and he ran it from thirteen season thirteen to season thirty one. His net worth is two hundred million dollars. Jesus, just from running The Simpsons. Like, man, that's that's easy money. Just telling yeah, other mean, people stuff. Right, because basically, I mean, you're the showrunner for yeah. a show that's already been running for, for, for 13 years before you got right, there. Right. Like, okay, keep, keep yes, doing what you're doing. Continue. Very good. <laughs> I'll be in my office. Yeah, everything Break, looks good. Yes, I'd like a latte, please. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows the Simpsons, so. Yeah, man. All right, buddy. This has been fun, Ray. This has been fantastic. You got it. Oh, so one more thing. Uh, you before we got started, you wanted to say uh, some shows, some cartoons that maybe should have been on the list, but uh, but weren't. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, Transformers. Uh, Man, 80s, there's a 90s. I think those are the two that I really think should have been there. Um, they're both really fun to watch. Like, giant robots just messing shit up. And Ren and Stampy, I just, I think that's one of the greatest shows ever created. Yeah. Especially when you start thinking about the songs, like Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, and, <laughs> and uh, The Log, you know, so... But oh, I I also want to point out that um, this fall, we uh, 
multiple podcasts from the den are participating in what uh, I'm doing with fantasy football, which is called uh, Pottern Warfare. And uh, we will be uh, having a fantasy football league to decide whose podcast is the best at fantasy sports. So, there you go. And is, are there still is there, are there still open slots on that? Or there are some open slots. If anybody's interested, you must have a podcast to participate. Okay. Unless maybe we might bring a listener in, but I doubt it. Because we've had a uh, we have nine we have actually ten podcasts already in. So um, there's probably two spots available. So if you're a podcaster and you're in the den, you know there's only four of us right now. We could use some help with this. Yeah, so. join us up. And uh, all right, we're so we're gonna wrap up here, Ray. Speaking of the den, go check out Barrel Aged Flicks. They are our podcast of the month over at theden.show. Uh, you can support our show by going to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod. We are on Instagram and Twitter at deluxe edition pod, just one E. Uh, you can buy merch. We got t-shirts over at whatamaneuver.net. And you can find all of our past shows over at deluxeedition.show. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, this Casey. Been fun. Appreciate yeah. it. And everyone check out Tencent Beer Night Podcast over on Spotify and uh, on Facebook. All right. And yeah. I will see you later. See ya. Thanks, brother. Yep. <laughs>